Jones, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones. It's a podcast about Indiana Jones. Every movie, one minute at a time. Indiana Jones, minutes. Welcome back to the Indiana Jones Minute. This is the podcast where we get to the heart of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom one minute at a time. I'm Tom Taylor. I'm Pete Mummert. I'm Gerald Christopher Calade Porter. And we are honored to be joined today by Tasha Robinson, film critic from The Verge and formerly of the AV Club and The Dissolve and many other cool places. Welcome, Tasha. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming. This is going to be good. We need we need help with 73. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody needs help in Minute 73. Yeah. Uh, minute 73 begins with Indy and Shorty sharing a look to the sounds of the sad indie theme. And it ends with Molaram explaining his evil plan to James Bo- uh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's there's a bunch of stuff coming up in these next three minutes uh, that they had in the original screenplay that didn't quite make it into the into the film, but this this kind of kicks it all off. This scene originally opened up with Molaram sitting in front of the Sankara stones and doing kind of a, a Darth Vader style meditation. Hmm. Huh. Huh. And then and then you pull back and then you see these uh, all these skulls, which I think confirms my theory that Joe and Mo googly eyes were actually human aging kind of wine barrels because these, <laughs> these look exactly like their heads. And I think we'll learn. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I never noticed before. These got more of those head tumblers, whatever they are. <laughs> but these, the ones that you see here are actually kind of creepier than the one he actually uses eventually. Well, right, I mean, right. it makes me wonder, like, did these people, when they were alive, did they naturally have spout faces? Like, were they selected for sacrifice? It was just like, you know, whose head are we going to cut off today? Oh, that guy looks like a pitcher already. So, you know, just pack that off and make it into decor. Because, I mean, it sort of looks, I'm assuming that these things are, are like manufactured. But, I mean, it sort of looks like they took a skull model and then just kind of crammed a, a, a like a pitcher. They yeah. sort of smushed the two of them together. Right. It's not that authentic. Which is disappointing. It's like Goff Pier 1. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I keep thinking that. Like, well, I could see that it was a cool head, but they had to make it a picture, didn't they? They forced it. They made it weird. Well, and I'm, I'm wondering, you know, like, you know how those skulls have myth- missing teeth? I'm, I'm wondering, like, is that because the kids like to drink out of straws? <laughs> like they're, they're kind of like funny clown skulls for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the straws somehow off also have to be made out of skulls, which is really complicated. Yeah, yeah. it's all skulls. It's all red and skulls. It's like a lot of work to have to pour these down, kids. Fit, but if you just pop a tooth out, just you know, poke yeah. a straw in, all of a sudden it's fun to drink. <laughs> so you're you're basically. You're positing the existence of the sippy skull here. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all just sippy skulls in the end? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so. how I feel anyway. 
Oh, both of you guys. Everybody. Tasha, you too. I don't know if you've noticed, but there have been many pronunciations, and usually it's it's uh, Indiana Jones or Harrison Ford's fault that he's mispronouncing Shankara, saying, saying it with an SH. But here, Molaram, the Molaram, not only uses an SH, but also gives us a third pronunciation of Shankara. <laughs> oh. Which blows, I don't know who to believe now, or what to believe, or, or I'm just going to... I'll probably just keep saying Shankara because Indiana Jones does, and it seems cool. I, I go with the Shankara just because that's what the shaman said at the beginning. Uh-huh. You would. <laughs> <laughs> to me, here, I didn't hear the N at all. It sounded like you said the Chakra Stones, you know, which oh, interesting. would make a little bit of sense huh. for, you know, kind of hmm. Eastern mysticism. But, uh-huh. you know, again, yeah. it's, it's very different from how it's pronounced elsewhere. Yeah, that's a good point. Now I'm even more confused. Going back a little bit, and and if you guys need to to reference this in second eight of this <laughs> minute, is that the most frightened we've ever seen Indy? Like he really effed up here. <laughs> and, yeah. and 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 what's worse, yeah, look at it. Like and and I mean, I've never seen Indiana Jones that scared. He does. <laughs> yeah, he looks like like not just like he's in a jam. He's like, oh, these kids are in a jam. And I'm in yeah. a jam, and yeah. uh, I contributed to this jam, yeah. and uh, everything is jammed. And and what's worse is he's not hiding it to protect Shorty. It's like, <laughs> yeah. and, and and like Shorty looks at him, and now Shorty thinks his hero f***ed up. Yeah, and you can see it, and it's like, I can I get a sad bell, please? <laughs> because this is one of the worst. This is one of the worst <laughs> minutes in the series. Right. I think. I'm dead serious. I think this is one of the worst minutes in the series. Indy just looks awful. Yeah. Yeah, he never had this kind of, uh, like, defeat. Like, he's been defeated before, but, like, in Raiders, he was never like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm in a temple of doom, and I'm doomed. Like, I've, you know, everything's <laughs> yeah. bad now. Like, he's been trapped in the Well of Souls, and he kind of <laughs> laughed it off and stuff, and he was, like, pissed at yeah. Belloc, but it wasn't like, oh... I'm in the well of souls, and there's no light. There's no way out. <laughs> but if you look at Shorty in in second three, he just it's it, you see the realization on his face too. Like this is really bad. Like Shorty yeah. just looks horrified, right? Just by recognizing the look on Indy's face. Like it's like said, there's yeah. no there's no joke in your way out of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and there's no there's no like sand to throw in Otto von Bluto's face. Yeah, there's right. no, like, you know? we are going to die. <laughs> but part of it is just, you know, they take his hat away. He looks, we, we go from that shot of him <laughs> with his hands chained up over his head. And, like, you know, he looks grim. He knows that, that it's a bad situation. But, like, he's got his hat on. He's got his jacket on. He looks like, you know, Indiana Jones, angry man of action. And then uh-huh. within this minute, we see him, you know, tied up without his jacket, without his hat. And he looks... He looks vulnerable, you know. He looks yeah. his yeah. his armor has literally been stripped away. Like the iconic things that make him Indiana Jones have been taken away from him. Although it's weird because in the very the first shot of him chained to like the giant skull candelabra, uh-huh. <laughs> it's just they just, they just poked a, a candle in like every orifice on that skull, and then yeah. gave it a teeny tiny little candle hat for some reason. <laughs> Somebody thought that would look cool. Um, he looks like William Shatner in. Star Trek, like just the, the way he's chained up, 
I mean, look at look at that second where you first see him and he's got his yeah. chest thrown out. He looks like he's sucking in his gut. He's got his head <laughs> thrown back. He's turned yeah. in profile. And he looks so much like William Shatner, like Gosh. about to deliver some kind of, well, don't you see you shouldn't be living <laughs> by the... Hold that thought and look at second 51. And I had a little something I put in here just for Tom. If you look Aww. at second 51... This this giant skull head statue looks exactly like the aliens in the cage in that <laughs> in the original Star Trek series. <laughs> That's hysterical. I mean, this whole set could be Star Trek. All this talk about Star Trek makes the rocks here look fake. Like all of a sudden, the set looks fake. <laughs> it's all like very dramatically lit and technicolor and fakey. But that's and, awesome. You know, fog machine. They just, they, you know, if if it doesn't yeah. look real, put really dramatic key lighting on it. Spray the whole thing with fog machine, <laughs> and you're probably it's atmosphere. Uh, uh, Instant I, atmosphere. I, I feel like this is Mola Ram's man cave. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's literally a cave. <laughs> yeah, it's literally a cave. And then I thought to myself, is there a Mrs. Ram? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't there be some nice curtains somewhere if there was? Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe there are. And this is his man cave. This is where yeah. he goes to uh-huh. spend a little bit of time alone. And, you know, to, <laughs> you know. She just brought him a sandwich with a crust cut off. I mean, Mrs. Ram is Kali, right? Like, so she just comes around and oh, sticks yeah. skulls on everything. As he's married to his work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first shot in this minute with the with the pitcher skulls where it's just like hey here's here's a pile of stuff it's candles and skulls that's pretty much what we put everywhere i had a really strong flashback to the animated beauty and the beast and gaston singing about how he uses antlers and all of his decorating <laughs> Mola Rom's just like i use skulls and all my decorating because i'm married to college <laughs> it's spooky it's, <laughs> you know where are the Sankara stones officially housed? Because I'm a little confused. Because now they're behind them, right? They're in this room. Yeah, I think this is like this is like where they usually are, and they okay. they just bring them out once in a while for the ceremony. Yeah, okay. and now he's like, well, someone just tried to steal them. I'm going to keep them in the back room for a little while. Yeah, I'm going to have them on display. The, yeah, <laughs> I'll have them on display in front of the guy who tried to steal them. This whole scene reminds me of the principal's office. Because <laughs> he's, he's like, you were caught trying to steal. <laughs> that is what it sounds like. Like, I know. I was there. I feel yeah. bad already. And then he pulls like a little Judd Nelson in the breakfast club. You know. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, that line where, where Mola Ram accuses him of, I mean, doesn't accuse him, but it's like, you know, you know, people like you, thieves like you who came and stole our priceless artifacts. And he's kind of got a point about, you know, the European just taking, the Europeans coming through and like taking anything they wanted. And Indiana Jones' great retort to that is, thieves like me, huh? Ha! <laughs> yeah, right. Like, right. Ha. What are you? What are you? What are you laughing at there, Indy? Yeah, that's a weird. It's a weird line because not only does it sound really forced, and like you say, like he doesn't have his hat or his jacket right now, and he's seeing me very vulnerable, and it almost sounds like, like before you said that, I was thinking, boy, Harrison Ford is not quite bringing it in the scene, but now I'm wondering, like, oh, could that possibly be? intentional that he's like ha i'm laughing in the face of adversity but i'm not really laughing that well because i'm actually kind of freaked out and everything's going horribly <laughs> but it's also like he like it's a set it's like a non sequitur he's like ha thieves like me 
Oh, you're still missing two stones. Anyway, what were you saying about stones? <laughs> it doesn't really like doesn't really track what he's saying. I'm wondering if he's saying, "Huh, like you have a point," because Mola Ram seems to be saying that the stones originally belonged to them, and the British came along and looted the temple, and like they butchered the people and raided the temple, and now the stones were taken. And so, it seems like maybe Mayapur village. And the British are in the wrong here, and it's the rightful owner is actually the, the Temple of Doom. Hmm. Yeah, and if yeah. that's not the case, we may have like kind of a British museum situation where neither Mayapur nor Pancote is the original rightful owner. <laughs> like they both kind of obtained it <laughs> yeah. through nefarious means, but they both claim to be the ones that are protecting it and displaying it correctly. Like therefore, they should be the ones that have it. Wow, that's good. I'm actually looking at a freeze a freeze frame of uh, second twelve right now, where Mullaram's like kind of gently stroking one of the stones in its sconce, and I just uh-huh. got an image of him like picking it out of like sconce, walking over to India and like showing him the bottom of it, where there's a little tag that says "If bad, <laughs> please return to Temple of Doom, yeah. rightful property yeah. of Temple of Doom." Three of five. Well, I, I have a I have a really <laughs> three of five. I got a really strange question here i mean just i'm not understanding this line molaram says that over the centuries the sankara stones were dispersed by wars yeah i still don't get that what the hell is going on i mean do the sankara stones even work well it's the (laughs) same situation with the ark yeah like if it makes you invincible how do you ever lose it yeah how do you Exactly. And I, you know, I was thinking like, you know, he says, what is Sankara? I'm like, well, I'll tell you, Sankara was a quack. You know, I mean, allegedly Shiva gave him the stones to go forth and combat evil and create harmony. But I'm thinking like, how do we know? Did any of that even happen? Because there were clearly wars. Mm-hmm. Right. Like right. They, they didn't, when all five of them were together, there wasn't harmony and peace and combating evil. There were wars. But I mean, look at these things. They're nightlights. <laughs> they're, they're not they're not the ark yeah, of the covenant so the ark of the covenant was only supposed to make you uh invincible if you went into war with it in front of you like that's that's sort of that's the true my that's my true. assumption yeah. was always that you know they weren't getting it out there where it was supposed to be it was you know boxed up and being preserved or studied somewhere and and that's why uh you know the original owners lost but yeah, I mean, this is all, like all of all of war is a lot for the Sankara stones to be uh, preventing. <laughs> <laughs> and it might just be a case of with both these and the Ark is the guys that got it just didn't read the instruction manual. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, you know how people are. They're just like, yeah, these are supposed to be fucking play. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I mean these, I these, these clearly, work. like, you can see where they plug into the wall here. You're just, you're just supposed <laughs> to just, like, notch them in, and then they should work, right? I do think they look nicer here than in the goofy-looking skull in the temple. It looks I do, too. It's, it's a nicer yeah. display here. Yeah. Can everybody please go to second 30 at this minute? Sure. Go to second 30. We'll pause while everyone at home. Yeah, we'll pause. Yeah, everybody at home. Watch and watch like five or six seconds. I'm going to let you guys go through. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Someone <laughs> yell out 
exactly what Molaram is doing with his left hand. <laughs> He's obsessively fondling that shrunken head. He's yeah. doing his Blofeld impression. He's he's petting his uh, he his pet cat. Yeah, that's his kitty cat. <laughs> but it's the shrunken head. <laughs> well, there aren't many cats in the Temple of Doom. Right, you make do with what you have. He's got to stroke something. He's the yeah. villain. <laughs> he might just be jealous. Like he he wishes he had hair like that. <laughs> that's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Yeah, that's really, really weird. And he's talking to Indy, and he's 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 obsessively fondling that fucking Have you met Mr. Peepers? <laughs> Say hello to Mr. Peepers. Wow, I'm I'm rewatching it, and he really is, like, petting it. Just yeah. petting yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, like, he's ready to start, like, scritching it behind the ears to see if it yeah. occurs. Saturday. <laughs> yeah. oh, the, the more I watch it, the creepier it is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's where I got. <laughs> you know, I completely did not notice that. I didn't notice the skull petting because I was so obsessed with during that camera movement, the slow reveal of like yet another giant skull behind him. Oh it's, yeah, that one's beautiful. Yeah. Trying to figure out what's going yeah. on with its eyes, though. Yeah, it, it looks like two people like standing there. In the windows <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, see, I thought that was two knockoff Sankara stones that didn't light up, or like they were broken. <laughs> <laughs> Bargain bin. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I I was kind of looking at that, and you're like, those guys would make some wicked jack o' lanterns. <laughs> Just the way they carve the eyes and they leave the pupils in. Yeah. That is what it's like. I mean, there's like when I saw that skull for the first time, that big one that's almost uh-huh. like an entrance or something, it's like, okay, okay, skulls. It is. It's like <laughs> Halloween. It's like, okay, there's a skeleton and a jack o' lantern and a witch. I get it. I get it. I get it. The teeth are weird on this one, though, because they look like fingers. And it's funny because some necklaces are fingers and some necklaces are teeth. Now, they seem to be <laughs> yeah. kind of interchangeable in this world. <laughs> that sounds like you're explaining like sex ed to a child all right some necklaces are fingers and some necklaces are teeth they're all fine Catherine has they're two all mommies. <laughs> yeah. no necklaces are better than others <laughs> some people like the fingers other people like the teeth some people don't have necklaces at all and that's okay <laughs> right. i think a lot of that depends on what you know what would if you wear it as an accent piece what else uh-huh. is right. going on on your outfit yeah. Yeah. Is it before or after Labor Day, et cetera? Right. Well, and, and yeah. are you doing something where bones would complement? Or are you doing something where flesh would, like fingers? Yeah. 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 He's in a finger kind of mood or. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's cutting the skull because he, he doesn't have hair. I mean, he's got fingers, so he doesn't need to mess with his finger necklace, but he doesn't have hair, so he has to mess with the skull's hair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe his real name is Molar Rom. Oh. Oh. So that was just dumb. But that, actually, that was worse. You're than off yours, the show. Here. Yours was, yeah, <laughs> you had kitticles. <laughs> Last minute. <laughs> I did, didn't I? Um, Molaram says that the uh, that the British invaded invaded the temple, the actual temple of doom, like a century ago. Does that does that line up with what we know about how old this place is and stuff? Yeah, that that actually kind of makes sense. Okay, the, the timeline. 
it makes it sound like, I mean, like, does does Blumbert and people like him, they're like, oh, yeah, Pankot Palace, there's a Temple of Doom under there. It's like, you know, defunct and like, it's not, you know, we, we wiped it out a long time. Like when he, like when Blumbert's talking about like, you know, oh, we wiped out the thuggies. Is he thinking like, oh, on this spot, like I was here, <laughs> you know, or my, you know, my, my grandfather uh-huh. was here and helped uh-huh. wipe out the thuggy from Pankot Palace. <laughs> it just seems weird. It seems like, uh. I don't know. It's like it's it's too close to home. But then, what's not too close to home is that he he uses the word catacombs. Yes, which that is was a, my oh, note right. too. Yeah, and I I looked up every reference I could find, and I found you know mo- I mean obviously the famous ones are either the Roman ones or the ones in Paris, right. and the only ones outside of that I really found were either Peru or Egypt. But I didn't see anything anywhere near India. Huh. And I was wondering, is he just trying to make? Is he just kind of talking down to Indy? Is he just, like, trying to use words that he thinks Indy's going to understand? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, the weird thing about that is that he says that the stones were hidden in the catacombs, but the kids are mining for them? Like, you, you don't have to mine <laughs> yeah. for something that's <laughs> yeah. sitting in a catacomb. Yeah. Unless, yeah. unless part of it's collapsed. Well, think, I mean, think at how many times you'd be like, dink, 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 dink. Oh, God, it's a skull again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, dink, 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 I got a left foot. Yeah, or ding, ding, ding. Oh, I just pulverized one of the Shankar stones. <laughs> Don't tell them all wrong. But maybe that's like maybe the gift shop is just all the fingers they find. They keep making necklaces. Like, ah, there's another another finger. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, see, that's why the the Shankar stones didn't save like the previous generations from war was because the Shankar stones were all sca- like shattered by careless mining children <laughs> five thousand years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's, a, there's one other line here towards the end of this minute that uh, Mola Ram says, you know, they talk about, you know, what what are the children doing working as slaves? And, and he says, quote, they dig for a chance to support our cause. No, they dig for and gems. I thought, the gem. They dig for the gems to support our cause. Oh, you can edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's still it's still a valid it's still a good point though because it sounds like the kids are on board with this the way he's talking and then right after he says it he gives short round a very like tender paternal head pat yeah yeah he's gonna break into a world of imagination song ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, the children <laughs> digging for the gems to support our cause it's hard you know it's hard to get kind of a bead on. Mola Ram here, like in terms of, you know, what motivates him and what drives him. You're like, oh, world domination. You're like, yeah, 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 world domination. Fine. But you're like, you know, like if I had seen that deleted scene that you mentioned, Pete, about him sort of meditating in front of the, you know, in front of the skull Mm -hmm. and the Sankara stones, I'd be like, oh, so he has a religious component to him. He, He actually takes this seriously or he's meditating or he's drawing his power or whatever. But I kind of feel like he's just kind of waltzing around and just mm-hmm. telling everybody what to do, and it's like whatever, you know. He's patting kids' heads when he needs to. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know enough about the guy. He's a very uh, broad strokes villain. He's like, I, I'll take over the world, world domination <laughs> with his magic rock. That's brilliantly put. He is. He's a broad strokes villain. Yeah, that that is well put. But at the same time, like in a sense, he's a hero because the British came in and stole these stones from from his ancestors originally. So he's just trying to get back what was his. Yeah, there's a little bit of a sense of hometown pride here, you know, uh, <laughs> a feeling that, you know, his people have been robbed and it's up to him to make good for for all of the oppression. 
you know, because the the mm-hmm. history of the history of India and the British Empire is not a, a happy one. <laughs> so he does kind no. of have, you know, he's got cause. I don't yeah. know if the best way to express that cause is to uh, force children to mine for gems to support our cause <laughs> and find us nightlights that we can plug into the wall. It's all he knows. Yeah, the, I can never really figure out the whole colonial or imperialistic aspect to this movie. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. The same with Raiders. Like, it runs through every one of these movies. It's it's really a strange And in this one, then you kind of feel like, so am I supposed to rethink Gandhi? you know i mean when when blumbert's always the good guy and as he said they you know the british come in and they you know they they take what was you know originally belonged to the indian people i don't know it's like they have to they they know that history is there so they have to give it some lip service but then it always kind of clashes with what's actually going on in the movie and like you know okay yeah that guy seems like he's the cavalry and running in to save the day but you know, when you put it in a historical context, it's kind of creepy and kind of sad. And, you know, <laughs> the British were kind of kind of scummy <laughs> when it came to India, you know. But here they seem cool. Like, even more so, it's like, are, are we supposed to rethink and re-question, like, the opening scene of the first Raiders? Like, it, it's all a fun boys' adventure kind of thing. Or is this, like, the story of a... a selfish grave robber who's like stealing the treasures of the South American people who are like desperately trying to protect their ancestry and, and the things that they value. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, you, you can, you can read it either way kind of based on, mm-hmm. uh, based on the reading going on here. You, you're really going to like this Pete Mummert guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much his entire, entire <laughs> angle with the, the first 15 or 12 minutes of that movie <laughs> and in both of these in both of these instances indy is actively trying to take something that is an active object of worship for current day peoples yeah like he's not just taking a, a relic that's been buried for two thousand years like he's taking something that people in the present day use as an object of worship well, they can still come worship it at the museum. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's open eight to four. Yeah. It makes it even weirder that his like his big response is, ha! <laughs> you, know, you got defend me. Yourself. Defend well, yourself. Defend yourself in think some way, he, he doesn't have anything to defend himself with, so he's just like, uh, <laughs> ha! Or he likes it. He's like, hey, I am a burglar. That's awesome. <laughs> That's what I always wanted to be when I grew up. I, I read The Hobbit a lot, and I just I really thought burglars were cool. So <laughs> yeah. I'm into it. Thanks, Molarong. <laughs> you put me in touch with my inner burglar. That's, that's really sweet. <laughs> yeah. I learned so much in the in touch with his inner Valentine. <laughs> well, do we have anything else for 73? Oh, I just kind of wanted to talk about uh, that, like, there's the great kind of split image where you first see Indy uh, change to the Skull Candelabra, and Mularam is standing off to the side, and Indy is in this, like, vivid, vivid red area, and Mularam is in this dark, dark blue area, and it reminded me more than anything that we're kind of at a point where, like, digitally speaking, everything seems to be color graded into teal and orange, and it's really Mm -hmm. unusual these days to see this kind of like vivid technicolor red on screen. And it just, I find it so striking. Like the, this entire minute you have all of these like vivid burning reds uh, and they really just, they pop off the screen in a way I feel like I haven't seen in a film in a long time. 
Yeah, and 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 not we were joking about the Star Trek kind of look, but it, it is kind of like that. This is just very like just splashes of color on different parts of the screen and stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I this is kind of connected to this. Like I, I I said early on in in our Raiders coverage that I I put in the the Blu-ray of Raiders, and. I almost immediately took it out and snapped it in half because it was like the colors were bizarre. Like, I think they had redone like that. I think they kind of aimed it at that kind of teal and orange sort of thing, like intentionally. And it just looked very, very strange and very like color forms ish and stuff. But this movie, I think, looks really great in Blu-ray. And I wonder if it is because it's just dealing in those like just splashier. Yeah, like more technicolory kind of colors. And then if you look at uh, at second 58, where just like just after Mola Ram's padded short, shorty on the head, he steps forward into this bar of light. So yeah. you're just you're seeing his uh, basically he, from eyebrows to chin and like everything else about him is is black, is in mm-hmm. shadow. That's just a really nice piece of lighting. Uh, yeah, it's a little silly if you think about it too much, but <laughs> visually it just it really stands out. I mean, yeah. it makes him look very inhuman. Yeah, yeah. And I just I keep going back to uh, when we talked talked to Chris Hopkins before we started doing Temple of Doom, who made the teaser poster, and the only direction he really got from the studio was make it red, and it <laughs> it seems like they really had you know the direction in mind already. Yeah, and it is that red. That red in the poster is all over this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess my only other thought for this minute is uh, this is a pretty classic villain monologue. I mean, as you said, it's very James Bond. Like, I've got yeah. the I've got the hero tied up. He can't go anywhere. Now it's time yeah. for me to describe my scheme. He's stroking his cat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stroking his cat. Stro- stroking his captive. Stroking his ego. And it, his you know, Indy's like, you're still missing two of them, and you're like, well, he's doing all right with three. <laughs> yeah. You know, I better mean, better than you are. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, this just in? Hey, what is that? <laughs> What's going on? Oh, wait. It must just be Christy Porter. Hooray. Contacting us. Um, yes, this just in from Professor Christy Porter. Amrish Puri. Let me do that again. <laughs> I was thinking about the cat. I'm all Amrish Puri. <laughs> okay. Yes, this just in from Professor Christy Porter, Amrish Puri. Mrow. <laughs> I think she has the hots for him. He is. Hey, he's kind of sexy in this scene. He is. Yeah. He's a striking yeah. guy. Yeah, he definitely. Hey, he's is. a striking guy, and he, he actually, yeah, he's a great actor too. Oh, is yeah. that a morale of uh, of you know sexual appreciation, or is that a morale of like he's being super catty to Indy? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I'm not surprised if you can't tell if my morale is sexual appreciation. But I, 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 that's what my sister meant. Yeah, I don't like you interpreting your own sister's morale. Yeah. <laughs> Mrow oh, interpretation God. minute would be a pretty good podcast. Yeah, yeah. match. He's, like, he's gonna be. What the hell was that? <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. You're gross. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. I think we've tackled seventy three. Put it in its place. Um, Tasha, can you come back tomorrow and uh, do some more of this fun with us? Sure, I've got some time. 
Beautiful. Um, and in the meantime, where can people uh, find you and uh, find out what you're up to? Well, I write about uh, film, TV, and other things for TheVerge.com. Um, I'm on Twitter at Tasha Robinson, no space. And uh, I'm part of the Next Picture Show podcast, which takes current movies and puts them into context with uh, finding a movie from the past uh, that kind of have, has some way of rhyming with the current movie. Like recently, we looked at the new movie Life and how it stacks up against 1979's Alien. Um, and we do a pair, paired podcast where we talk about both of them and how they work with each other. So that's uh, oh, very Next cool. Picture Show, which wow. you can find at nextpictureshow.net. Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, I am too. Um, Pete, where can people who are already listening to this podcast um, come and bother us with the things that they like and hate about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, if you like it, and you, you, you really like it and you want to do something nice, if you went to iTunes and left us a review, we would greatly appreciate that. If you have something not as nice to say, uh, why don't you come on Facebook to our group, Indiana Jones Minute Listeners Crusade, <laughs> and share it with the world there. Yeah, if you got the guts, say it to our faces. <laughs> Actually, our listeners are lovely. Yeah, And you should join them over there and have a ball, because we do. Uh, and please join us here and have a ball with us live tomorrow. Well, you know, not live, but as live as it gets in podcasting. Tomorrow for minute 74 of Temple of Doom here on the Indiana Jones Minute. Wow. Bones? Because we were talking about Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> I gave a little morale. There you go. <laughs>